Hey folks, uh, just a quick little thing before we get started. Negotiations between the Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has collapsed. As of midnight, May 2nd, 2023, the WGA is on strike. We here at Lost on Lost stand in solidarity with all labor movements. That's right. Creating film and television is a collaborative art, of course, but it all starts with a script. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, we're in a new era of entertainment Shorter seasons of television Movies having the option of being released to streaming instead of theaters And the value of our entertainment being determined by Wall Street earnings Instead of what we the audience actually want to see We're also in an era of unchecked corporate greed and wealth inequality The WGA's demands are not only reasonable But they're a necessary bulwark against further labor exploitation Not only in entertainment, but in other industries The bosses are always going to try and squeeze But labor has the power as long as we stand in solidarity against those who would exploit us. Corporate greed led to the strike back in 2007, and Lost Four Season was shortened by that strike. So right now, your favorite shows and the people that work on them are already being affected by this one. That's right. During the 100 days of the 2007-2008 writer's strike, the AMPTP cost the economy of Los Angeles an estimated 38,000 jobs, and it cost us Lost fans two episodes, which would have given us a more in-depth look into the lives of Miles and Daniel and Charlotte. Wait, who? <laughs> the WGA isn't asking for the world. They just want fair compensation for the work they do and the product that they create. These companies would rather see people out of work for potentially months on end rather than part with just a couple of percent of their corporate profits. In the show notes, we're going to link a community fund where you can support the film and television professionals who are being affected by the AMPTP's douchebaggery and general unwillingness to negotiate with the writers. Go to entertainmentcommunity.org and click donate. Once there, you can use the drop down and direct your gifts specifically to film and television to support our writers and below the line labor who are standing in solidarity with the WGA. We here on Lost on Lost don't fucking cross picket lines. We stand with the WGA. Workers of the world unite. Solidarity forever. If we don't live together, we're gonna die alone. Wait, what? Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Well, good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm J.P. Russell, and I'm joined, as always, by everybody's favorite box man, Adam Busher. That's me, baby. Uh, if we, uh, you know, if I'm in a box, I'm near a box, I'm playing with a box, um, I love boxes. And honestly, who doesn't? You're, you know, and you, I'm like a cat. You are a box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Adam, did you know that sharks have been on Earth longer than trees? For the purposes of this bit, no. Oh, uh, yeah, they've been around about 400 million years and have survived five global mass extinction events. Yet today they face extinction due to humanity and those sweet, sweet Italian Beretta pistols. <laughs> today we're talking about Adrift, the second episode of season two and the 27th episode of Lost Overall. Our central character is father of the, well... Our central character is a father named Michael Dawson. Adrift takes place on the 44th and 45th days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam. Yes. Do you have a recap? I certainly do. Please do it. 
Hell yeah, pontoon boat! (laughs) (laughs) On the island. Remember back in March when we wondered why they only wrote half an episode? Well, here's the other half. And in the before times, whoever said beating a dead horse couldn't be fun? Oh yeah, everyone! (laughs) You ever work with two people and one of them calls in sick one day and you're stuck with the shitty one and it makes you wish a shark would eat you? Draining the vines? You're straining my last nerve. It's a drift here on Lost on Lost. My boss always says there's no point in beating a dead horse except for the pure pleasure in it. (laughs) JP. Yes. We have a guest. I'm shocked. (laughs) They keep coming back like uh, flies to like a a thing, that buzzing thing that shocks flies, a mosquito zapper, Um, a light, a moth to a flame, (laughs) metaphor of some sort. Please welcome to the show, Lolheads, uh, one Charlie Moe. Hi. I'm waving, but you can't see it. <laughs> oh, yes. The curse of the audio medium. Mm-hmm. Charlie, welcome to Lost on Lost. This is uh, this is your first episode with us. Yes. Very excited. I was supposed to come on a while ago, but that, that didn't happen. Uh, we'll blame Adam. It's fine. It's uh, likely my fault. Yeah. I think it's because I was going to watch a bunch of movies, and then I did that instead of talk to you guys. <laughs> Time well spent. Um, Charlie, tell the folks at home, uh, what is your what is your relationship with the ABC television program Lost? I watched the plane crash scene in college and yeah. in some, I think, Doug Heil class. Sounds uh, right. But you're sure it wasn't 9-11, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't 9-11. Okay, just make sure. And then one of our friends, he... Uh, really loved the show and so he just basically told me the entire plot of the last season (laughs) he should be on the podcast that's what we're doing (laughs) uh that's about it just just those two things watch the plane crash scene and second had heard the entire last season plot outstanding but outside of watching single episodes of old television shows charlie you you're a bit of a media critic a little bit yeah yeah uh why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about your uh your youtube channel okay yeah sure uh, since the dawn of COVID, as a coping mechanism for just all the world going to hell, I decided to start watching a movie every single day, a new movie every single day, and haven't stopped for the last, well, just three years. Just over, yeah, three years now. Yeah. So it's, well, it's over a thousand. I think it's like 1,130 movies. Jeepers creepers. Yep. Um, I've, I've actually used your reviews of things as a resource to either watch or not watch things. So uh, nice. we'll, we'll do a plug at the end, but folks, go check out uh, Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's content because it's very good. So, so Thanks. based on that, then would you consider yourself more of a movie guy than a TV guy? Like, do you watch a lot of like? television compared to movies or like do you prefer one versus the other i definitely watch way more movies than television like it used to be i would say it used to be more of the other way around Mm -hmm. sure but just like now like people recommend shows to me all the time and i'm like that's a big time commitment i want to watch a bunch of different movies rather than that one tv show fuck yeah uh all right today we're talking about a drift uh a drift originally aired on september 28th 2005 it was written by stephen Media and Leonard Dick and was directed by Stephen Williams. Stephen Media was the executive producer on Pan Am. Who let this guy near another airliner? Uh, <laughs> Leonard Dick is a hack, excuse me, produced the hack, and Stephen Williams directed Person of Interest. Sadly, not a show about me. <laughs> um, I've, I have a couple of questions about this. Um, yeah. Is Leonard Dick any relation to Philip K. Dick? 
that can be a rhetorical question. I don't expect anybody to know the answer. And no, they're, but they're both related to Dick Wolf on opposite sides of the family. <laughs> I'm related to Dick Wolf through marriage. Um, inside of you, there are two wolves, and one of them is Dick Wolf. The other question I had was, did you guys ever watch Pan Am when it was on the air? No. I think I watched like the first two episodes. Same, because I'll watch anything with Christina Ricci in it, because I love her. Ooh. Um, I just remember in the pilot, they were like, oh, Pan Am's this kick-ass, just a big deal airline, and Christina Ricci is the most important flight attendant. I think they called them stewardesses at the time, or air hostesses, and she's like the fucking sure. ringer. And so, like, I remember there's just a scene in the first episode of Christina Ricci being flown to, like, the roof of the Pan Am building in a he- fucking helicopter so that she can nice. make it to this flight that's about to take off because that's how important of a stewardess she was. Um, and it was about that time that I was like, I might watch one more episode of this. <laughs> Margot Our beauty Robbie's only goes so far. Would you say Margot Robbie's in that? Yeah, Margot Robbie's also in that. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's second build at IMDb. That's uh, I went to a Pan Am store in the Seattle airport and it was <sighs> overpriced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are my questions. They were questions. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we start off in the water. We ah. are we're sort of in media res here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in media res because this is half an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we'll fucking get into well, that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I wrote raft aftermath here, and I was very proud of the, the rhyme. So A- after raft, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There it is. What, the The beginning shot is is done with like some sort of underwater housing, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes when you know like your your camera's running hot and the the water's really cold, if you haven't done like a no fog solution on the inside of the housing, you get a lot of like fogginess, especially when lights are blowing right into the into the lens, and it's you definitely get sort of that feel, but because like literally an explosion just sort of happened. It kind of works because it feels dirty. It feels confusing. It feels kind of hazy and Sawyer's just swimming for his life. I I definitely felt disoriented during this opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Sawyer. Yeah. It's so like for those of you that don't know, there are, are there were four people on this raft. There are now three people. We see two of them, Sawyer and Michael. We hear Jin briefly, right? Or do we yeah, actually do we see so. Jin? I didn't see him, but because I think Jin, you, I think you can hear Jin shouting for Sawyer, like Sawyer, Sawyer, Michael, Michael. Yeah. But we see Sawyer, and Michael, and Michael is screaming for Walt, which he is wont to do, <laughs> so much so that he exhausts himself and begins to drown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, drowns. He's under the water for like five seconds i mean you can drown in like just a couple inches of water so you know i know yeah, but, but it like, takes time yeah how long was boone under the water Bo- we didn't even know boone was underwater he was underwater <laughs> so long and he was fine <laughs> well he's, he has lifeguard training that's why oh that's fair yeah um, <laughs> but sawyer sawyer saves him. sawyer there, there was something really heartening to me personally and I, this probably won't happen to you charlie at all having seen 40 seconds of this show in the past but sawyer usually just calls people by nicknames for him to constantly be shouting Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. That actually, huh. not because not only do most people call him Michael, almost nobody calls him Mike, but there was a t- there was something about that made me feel a connection. Sawyer, like, right. as self-centered as he is, he really does not want Michael to die or drown here. So to, for him to right. finally It's almost like, Mike, like, a, Mike. like a buddy, buddy. Like, Mike, I need you to be okay. Mike, yeah, you know, yeah, hey, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Exactly. So that was interesting for me, having be, been re-watching the show. Yeah. Uh, we cut to... 
the hatch um we here on lost on lost have seen this we already know how this whole situation resolves not only because we've seen future episodes but because the episode before this shows us all of this already and it's wildly uninteresting but Locke goes down the hole i'm pretty sure that like save for the part where we see Locke taking off his shoes those were just shots from that other episode <laughs> Like right, him, right. him tying off the rope, him like, Kate, are you okay? Like, I think that was all just reused footage. Because this episode, right. this episode literally takes place concurrently timeline wise to the season two, episode okay. one, the episode that premiered the week before this. So right. like th- these cover the same exact time periods. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we get uh, a little Caesars commercial. <laughs> Did it bother you guys that he took off his shoes, but left his socks on, even though the floor was wet? So he's just going to walk around with really wet socks for the rest of the episode. I noticed that. It didn't necessarily bother me because he, I, I, was, I was watching him take off his shoes. And I was like, we, and we talked about this in the previous episode because we, we see just his shoes um, when Jack enters, whatever. And JP, you, you were like, well, this is how, you know, it's tactically smart. He can sneak around. He, you know, his footfalls will be quiet or whatever. And so like take off his shoes and they smart. And then I was like, his socks are going to go wet. He's going to have yucky toes. <laughs> um, but then I thought to myself, I was like, but I don't think I'd take my socks off because I think that floor might be gross. <laughs> I, I hate the feeling of wet socks. Yeah. It's the worst fucking feeling, but it happens to me like every day because my shoes are terrible. <laughs> um, so it just, it really bothered me. I hated it. Uh, that makes total sense to me. And, and I, uh, I support you. Thanks. <laughs> I saw him take them shoes off and I said, hey, sweet baby boy, what them feet do? <laughs> uh, we're going to add all of that in during that scene, though, because we skipped ahead a little bit. Um, oh. What do you mean? Do we not see that? He doesn't sh- take his shoes off until he's actually. No, that's not now. That's no. later. I should have mo- taken more detailed notes. This is what happens to me when I'm not being entertained by what's happening in the scene. My notes are very short and vague. <laughs> so I just wrote, Locke loses Kate down the hatch, follows her in. That's my note for this. <laughs> That's it. That's all that happens. And then we get the cold open. Then we cut back to the raft. Um, Sawyer trying to resuscitate Michael. I love this. Yeah, this is, this is my fa- this is my favorite type of CPR where you're just pounding on the guy's chest with your entire arm. <laughs> I mean, you might have to break their sternum. Yes. Yeah. It's also not going to work because he's on a f- he's in the water, like you're like on the raft. So it's just going to go down into the water as he's pushing down. So his chest isn't really going to compress at all. Yeah, he switches to the correct version of it, but yeah, I gotta imagine that it's not super effective, but it does work, I guess, because right. he he does, does the TV yeah. resuscitation where yeah. he worked on him for ten seconds, therefore he must live. <laughs> Walt, Walt, Walt. Walt. <laughs> I got a more important question: Where's Jin? Yeah, we heard Jin in the beginning, and now we're not hearing Jin anymore. Yeah, and, and that's not great. Upsetting. Yes. Cut to a flashback. Yeah. Michael's in a lawyer's office. <sighs> yeah. So, like, the the gist of it, it's weird here, because I, uh, through, throughout, throughout this, I was having a hard time finding ways to make the dynamics of custody battles and family law <laughs> funny for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um... But the gist of the scene is the lawyer is saying he it's a David and Goliath thing. Michael doesn't have much going for him uh, in in the in the battle that is to come. And on top of that, he can't afford the battle. Right. The only thing that stuck out to me was like, again, I got a little distracted because outside of this lawyer's window, you can see the Twin Towers. <laughs> oh, okay. <can> you? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what? Uh, yeah, you can. There's, there's like a shot of the World Trade Center out of this dude's window to a establish that it's in New York and b establish that it's several years prior to 2004, <laughs> which this show takes place in. Um. Oh boy! Oh jeez! Yeah, but this is about as interesting as just seeing your own lawyer. Um, <laughs> the guy's like, he's pretty shitty at selling himself. He's like, listen, this kind of stuff costs money. And you came through my door, which means that you don't have money. Therefore, um, you should probably just let this go because you're not going to win. This dude is... uh, I felt like I recognized him. I'm looking at the Lostpedia page right now. Oh, yeah. He's he's in Warehouse 13. Yeah, it's it's Saul Rubinick. Yeah. 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 As I say, he's in Warehouse 13. um, And he's in a bunch of other stuff, too. He he was a a pretty major, like, one-off episode character in an episode of The Next Generation. Like, this dude's been around. And Uh so, uh, yeah, it was cool to see. I was like, okay, you did exactly what The Next Generation did. You got a great actor in to come in and deliver 12 lines. <laughs> so neat. Yeah, Saul Rubinick. Saul uh the, the 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 big fight that they're talking about is a is a custody thing for Walt. Yeah. Susan wants Michael to sign away his paternal rights so that yes. n- known piece of shit Brian Porter can adopt him. Motherfucker. <laughs> um yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding because he's dead and he's broke and blah 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 blah. And he doesn't yeah. have a good lawyer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we come back to the raft. Yeah, I hope you have Michael's some notes still here. Just yelling for Walt. Yep. Walt. Walt. Um, I, I gotta assume this is the point where uh, Sawyer is annoyed with him and tells him to save his energy again. My note here is Michael shouts for Walt. <laughs> it's well, well, I'm yelling for well. He's on a boat. If he's on a boat, that means he can hear me. If he can hear me, he knows I'm coming. Does that make sense to you? And it's like. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Did you see that boat though? It had a Mercury outboard engine. No, you can't hear nobody can't hear over, that, over that. Baby, hers <laughs> oh, like a shovel. Thirty-five um, horses, raw tugboat and power. <laughs> plus, I mean, plus Tom Friendly's probably blasting Panama on the way back. You know, he's he's a real Van Halen type. So he's he's got the beard off. He's like he can finally breathe now. Yep. Cracked open a couple of fucking Coronas. Like, yeah. way to go, everybody! Successful kidnapping. <laughs> Cheers. Cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> Kidnap Michael's kid, and I don't think twice. <laughs> Anyways, um, hatch. cut to the hatch. Locks <laughs> looking for Kate. This is this is where we got sock talk. Yeah, this is the foot. This is the yeah. foot stuff. Um, <laughs> this is the good foot stuff, baby. <laughs> So yeah, so Locke is Locke is looking for Kate. Um, he knows that something is weird here, so he's not just like he's not he he doesn't uh, ascribe to the the Michael Dawson school of searching for a missing loved one and just shrieking her name at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Although every time I can't find Kai in the house, I do just scream her Kai! name at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Kai, she's like sitting next to you on the couch. What? Oh, yeah. sorry, <laughs> I, I have face blindness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You look like a couch. Um, so yeah, he, he takes off his shoes. He's getting all sneaky because he's got squeaky shoes. Um, he looks at like the Dharma sticker on like a like a junction box or an electrical box or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this the first time we're like canonically people are seeing Dharma? Maybe. 
I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he's, you know, John Locke's pretty fascinated with that sticker. Um, he notices a window and he opens it up and it's just like an artificial light. Um, yeah. Very yeah. clever from a production standpoint because now you can have directional light as opposed to just overhead. Yeah. He's kind of snooping around and he finds Kate on the ground and he fell for the old, the old switcheroo because Desmond's <laughs> right behind him with a raffle and he says, "Are you him?" Um. The funny thing about that line is that line is different here in 2023 than it is in 2005, because in 2005, it was pretty innocuous. Are you him? Are you? But now it's like due to meme culture and shit like that. It's like, are you him? It's like, I'll never be him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Cut to John Locke thinking about the kill dozer <laughs> or, or Nacho Libre. Or <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> um, up, th- up through this point Charlie how are you feeling <laughs> um, Desmond appears with the gun well I immediately started thinking about Blast from the Past just cause you know, it's <laughs> And how much I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's in my top nice. 15 right now for the year really? That's wow. quick side yeah Oscar really winning Brendan Fraser oh, no, oh, okay. Oscar winning actor Brendan Fraser in not Oscar yeah. winning film <laughs> from the past. Should have been. It's great. It's charming. Okay, so yeah, I see the parallels there. Blast from the past. That makes yeah. total sense. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm okay in general. Yeah. Where yeah. we're at, I guess. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I'm liking this story more than the other stories. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. like at this point. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Um, it, unfortunately for us, we've seen this story already. So yeah. like, well, again, like I said uh, earlier, this this adrift runs. It covers the same time period of the island in Man of Science, Man of Faith. We see this story from basically Jack Shepard's perspective, and we do not see oh, okay. Locke and Kate's perspective of these events at all. That explains why Jack just like runs out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like that made no sense. I'm just like we see him for two seconds, and then he's just like really intense down in the bunker. Yeah, well, I'm jumping exactly. ahead, but yeah. Cut back to the raft. Um, okay, so this for me personally. <sighs> was rather exhausting yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about the two of you but in general not even in life or death situations searching for who is to blame for a problem isn't necessarily always that helpful sure it can lead to why the mistake was made and how to fix it but the Blame is so unimportant compared to the actual problem and then the solution for it. Sure. They don't even have a problem to solve here. Michael is just blaming Sawyer for Walt being kidnapped. Right. And granted, he's emotional. He's out of sorts, etc. Extenuating circumstances. His son's been kidnapped or whatever. But that's what this scene is. Right. This is your fault. Us being abandoned on a raft? Okay, do you feel better now that you've blamed me? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe who's to blame is the fucking kidnappers. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> who's to blame here? The actual villain? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Tom Friendly's too friendly. It's right there. If they, if he was the bad guy, they would have called him Tom Villain. Duh. There's also, I mean, there's there's a bunch of sort of logic jumps that 
Michael is making here that just like because we start the scene with Sawyer calling out for Jin, right? Like mm-hmm. our best boy Jin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael's like, What do we have to save our energy? It's fucking different. We saw Walt get on a boat right with other people who took him captive, and we know that they're away now because we can't hear the boat anymore. Our good buddy Jin is somewhere in the water dying, and we're trying to find him because they didn't take Jin with. Right? No, like, wait. Two no. different things. No, it's it's different because the water nearby is completely safe, and there's no danger that any of them are facing being in the water at night. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Um, there's a shark. <laughs> shark. <laughs> Uh, rat was in the water. Cage in the water. Shark Sharks in the water. Oh, <laughs> shark. Um, fuck, that's a good movie. Dude, I just rewatched a bunch of sh- uh, Jaws clips after I watched this. <laughs> it's such a good fucking movie. I fucking hate the ocean. I fucking hate sharks. I, I will watch Jaws a, a thousand times. <laughs> yes. As long as it's on TBS during like a Sunday afternoon <laughs> with commercials. <laughs> That's the best way to watch Bloodsport and Jaws. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a shark. And of course there would be. Sawyer's bleeding to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, this was this was also fucking bonkers. After I was exhausted by the blame game, um, a man with one useful arm attempts to check if the magazine of his <laughs> weapon, if the ammo in his magazine is still dry. The powder in the ammunition in the magazine is still dry. And so he takes his one good arm and starts emptying his magazine into his other useless arm yes on a on a boat that is actively being attacked by a shark yes all checks out to me yeah and so yeah the the raft gets bumped and he drops all of his ammo into the water not uh, all, some of it hey um happens folks, the best of us at, right happens the best yeah. of us. Hey, hey folks listening at home i'm your good buddy um jp like if you kept bullets underwater for like a year yeah they'd probably get real waterlogged but they're they're meant to be a sealed system mm-hmm. and uh, you can you can dunk them in the water for a while and they're fine yeah. also there's no way to check to see if the powder <laughs> has been contaminated by water unless you a try to fire it or I was gonna yeah. say you, it would be rendered useless if you were able to open it and see if the powder was dry <laughs> precisely so uh yeah this is some tv bullshit where it's like my gun's wet. Shake it out. It's probably fine. And it's a Beretta, right? Like that's a yeah, yeah. that's a fairly reliable handgun, isn't it? it it'll eat what you feed it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, fuck it. I'm getting my own rap of blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I I wrote. What about second raft? Um, <laughs> I was trying to save your damn kid. I'm going over here. I'm I'm a pouting raft. Pouting raft. <laughs> My rage raft. That's what oh, it is. Oh god. Cut to a flashback. Yeah, um, cut to the lawyer's office. This is uh do you recognize this lawyer's office, Adam? No. Should this I? This is the same office uh that Claire was in with the foster family that you know the the people that eat kids that she was gonna give her kids to. Oh shit, no way. Yeah, it's the same office. Neat. Th- those are yeah. two disparate locations within yeah. uh, on the globe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was intended to be, but it's absolutely the same set. That's hilarious. Because, yeah, this is supposed to be New York City. Claire had that meeting with the baby eaters in Sydney, I think. Yeah. 
yeah somewhere yeah cool 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 uh, my only note here is that family law is horrible yeah and susan's lawyer is a cunt <laughs> <laughs> capital c yeah uh it, it's just like a comically evil scene of yeah. susan's lawyer being like what's your son's favorite food michael and he's like i don't know i don't have custody of him like right. it's it's people going out of their way to make things that make perfect sense seem fucking terrible and make the right. pe the people unable to answer the questions like horrible absent parents michael can't see his son because susan is keeping him away from michael right now i'm not uh, can susan provide more for walt you know financially probably can she get him into better schools sure that doesn't negate the fact that michael has some parental rights so we need right. to i don't know take some of that money and you know fly him back for one weekend a month or something like that so the kid can see his dad or every couple of months like the whole argument that this lawyer has of like well why weren't you there for any of this it's like because she took him across the globe right. like uh, that's why we're here to set up some sort of ground rules right. and uh yeah they just make michael look like a big dumb idiot yeah he got hit by a car yeah like there was a ch chunk of it even if she lived in like next to him he was in the hospital for yeah. question mark amount of time yeah. yeah do you have any jokes you want to make about this charlie <laughs> no i'm just kind of curious why they didn't like the kids like i don't know four years old yeah, why they little didn't, guy. like yeah. do that years earlier in there right yeah. they were dating at some point or something that's an excellent question and, charlie that's an yeah. excellent question <laughs> right because i mean and and that is sort of michael's fault because susan took walt across you know to what did say amsterdam or something like that and like he was just kind of like well i didn't know if i could do anything it's like all right obviously <laughs> You could have spoken up. You didn't. Now we're in court. Great. Mm. This is wonderful fucking television. Watching other people in family court. Yeah. I wanted to make like a Kramer versus Kramer joke. But I <laughs> remember that movie that well. I remember liking that movie a lot. It's, yeah, that's supposed to be a good movie, right? Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. This is our version of Three Angry Men. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a joke. Yeah, no, that's that's good, JP. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Come back to the raft. Yeah, Sawyer tries to remove the bullet from his shoulder with his bare hands. <laughs> we call that Louisiana healthcare around here. Ow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the right. Yes, ow. <laughs> You're crazy. You can't do that by yourself. Watch me. Uh, does yeah. it immediately passes out <laughs> yeah well, he does do it though it's fucking impressive it just made me think is like did he get shot with like a uh, a 90 caliber bullet like how big yeah. was it that he was able to just <laughs> finger it out of his wound like yeah that probably means it's lodged in a bone yeah it stopped uh, somewhere along the way and uh, hit something horrible maybe they shot him with a wet bullet <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine yeah Cut to the hatch. Uh, are you him? I'll never be him. Um, <laughs> pretty presumptuous of John Locke to be like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> you bet. I'm him. I'm him. That's, that's me at every job interview I've ever had. <laughs> you him? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Shaw.
How was he able to successfully convince the guy that the tiny little woman was more of a threat that needed to be tied up and not like the dude with giant ass arms? Like And a knife. <laughs> and a knife. A Dorothy. Uh, he, just, he got that riz, you know? Can, can yeah. Just... <laughs> The confidence of a white man. <laughs> maybe he is him. Maybe we. Maybe we've yeah. been sitting here saying he's not him. Maybe he is him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Desmond hits him with the old "What's the password?" Yep. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Is there an answer? It smells like carrots. I think is the is the punchline. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Or do you smell carrots or something like that? That's supposed to be the. That's the, what the answer is. Is whatever. Okay. So if you ever find yourself, Charlie, in that situation where somebody's trying, if you're, they're trying to, you know, figure out if you are him, a, tell them you are him and, and believe it. Um, and but then b, if he hits him with this, smells like carrots. So John Locke has daddy energy, and he should have been able to figure that one out. That's the thing that irritated the shit out of me. This is a dad joke. Right. John Locke's got dad jokes. Right. Got, yeah, smells like carrots. You are him. Here's my AK. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Uh, Des- Desmond's like, all right, so y- you're you're not him. Toss Dorothy over there. Um, why'd you come down here? And he's like, well, we're in a fucking plane crash, dude. Uh, he's like, plane crash when? Forty four days ago. Uh, and they exchange some some looks. They're all tossing looks at one another. Yep, major side eye. Yeah. And then yeah, this is where Desmond's like, I don't care. Tie yourself or hey, Kate, little small unthreatening woman. Tie up knife, man, please. <laughs> and Locke's like. She's a fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and instead of like instantly like going with the flow, Kate's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Shut <laughs> up, bitch. Don't, don't, don't put my shit out here. Fuck me. I, I didn't see you doing anything right How now. I'm making moves. me in front of I mean, new people? <laughs> so Kate, Kate resists when... When, <laughs> when Locks tied her up and Desmond points a gun at her and is like... Hey, now you're going to be a good girl, right? And I yeah. saw the praise kink light up in Kate's eyes. Kate's into <laughs> some freaky shit, and she was like, yes, daddy. Um, and then I had to write the sentence, lock slips something into her pants, and I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, classic lock, though. More than one knife. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know he's got an extra blade on him. Yeah, I'll put Dorothy down. That doesn't mean that Reba's gone anywhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Reba! <laughs> Locke tricks Desmond into making Kate seem like the threat because he's got a plan. He's going to slip her a knife so that he he's going to tie her up, sure, but he's going to make it so that she can get out once right. he bamboozles Desmond and is, yeah. is running, running interference. Yep. Technically not a bad idea for no, sinking on a fly. It doesn't take cluing Kate into the plan other than like she saw him stick his hand way further down her pants than he needed to place that knife if at least from how it looked to me it looked like he had it in his fist and just like punched it into her <laughs> pants punch i didn't like it but There's, it made sense yeah yeah <laughs> Hey, do you guys want to talk about a real meaningless and dumb scene in the caves real quick? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so this is what this is where we get Jack telling Hurley that he's going to go check out the thing. Um, and so, yeah, we saw half. We saw part of this in Man of Science, Man of the Face. All this stuff that's happening with Locke and Desmond and Kate. Jack was coming back here. He was trying to calm people down, whatever. He gave this big speech, which Hurley references. What about all that oh. stuff you just said? He's like, I changed, yeah, I'm, changed I'm my st- mind. I got, I got other shit to do later. Later. Later, dude. Um, I'm talking about old shit. I'm over here talking about new shit. 
And so Jack scurries off, leaving Hurley uh, in the caves with Claire. Clay Harley. Is that Mary? From, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Yes. Also, Belle from Once Upon a Time. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it. There you go, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Charlie, um, yep. from your perspective, not knowing anything about Lost, really, mm-hmm. I'd like to know how this scene sort of made you feel, right? Because up until this point, we've been raft, hatch, flashback, raft, hash, hatch, flashback. And now we're just in the caves in the middle of a scene with some guy named Jack and some other folks just sitting around. Did this at all seem jarring to you? Yeah, it made no sense. Um, <laughs> oh, good. But then I saw Mary and it was like, oh, Mary, I love you. Uh, and then I was happy for like 15 don't, seconds. Don't let the goodwill of those three very good movies carry this fucking scene. Yeah. Also, the baby was cute. Yeah, a little onion head. Yeah. Um, Aaron. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he'd been named at this point. I think he has. Um, but yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I also... Um, so then the the importance of the the virgin mary statue is probably lost on you charlie um correct do you have any theories charlie as to what's the deal with the virgin mary statue it's gonna save the day at some point by bleeding out of some sort of orifice that would have been awesome if that That would have been fucking dope yeah (laughs) but instead what's in it is dope um oh really yeah it's heroin Oh, like actual dope. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, you know, good That's to have fun. around. Just, just... Do they know that it's filled with that? Somebody yeah, does. Yeah, Charlie's <laughs> a heroin addict. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, someone's got to be. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, cut to the raft. Back to the raft. Um, Sawyer knows that the kidnappers are were the others. That's my Yeah. Note. They have so a like, conversation That here. boat is too small. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I was just sitting there in my head. I was just the, you know, uh, what's a fighter that size doing this far out? Maybe it came from that moon. Like, that's what I was thinking of in my head. Like, just from Star Wars. It's not not that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Sawyer's like, they they found us because they were looking for Walt. Yeah. Right. Like, they came here. They immediately took the kid. Like, that was their stated premise. And then they took him. So, Mm -hmm. like, fuck you for blaming me or anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Michael gets all shitty, like, don't you say his name. And I'm just like, fuck are you going to do about it? I have one good arm and I was still beat the ever loving fuck out of you. <laughs> Plus, I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't um, you say his name. Don't make me fucking swim back over there and cold cock you. <laughs> well, no, he, he says, don't say his name or what? You'll splash me. And then he splashes him and then the ref falls apart. <laughs> And then he does have to swim back over there. Yeah. Uh, I really hated that. Is this show a comedy? Because that was... <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes intentionally, sometimes accidentally. Yep. And then Michael hits him with the, just shut up. You have no idea what it's like to care for somebody else. That's a bold fucking statement, my guy. Yeah. I, do you remember 14 minutes ago when I saved your fucking life? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I cared enough about you to not let you drown. Yeah. I have a... I, a few minutes ago, I had a bullet lodged in my fucking arm you can go to hell with your self-righteous fucking attitude unreal uh cut to a flashback i love litigation (laughs) i also love this argument from susan hey i think you're gonna win why don't you quit oh (laughs) dude it's 
she doesn't think he's gonna win. It's reverse psychology. Uh, ab- 100%. Well, yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. She's like, There's he's no an way. Yeah. idiot. <laughs> like, he'll fall for this. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like it's such a disingenuous argument from her. Like, yeah. And I and I also part of me wants to think that Michael doesn't believe her. Believe that she's making this argument either. Like, he doesn't believe that she thinks Michael's gonna win. It's if he hears it from her he can convince himself that it's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Net, you know, she's saying like, oh, you know, I'll be able to give Walt whatever he needs and and you're poor and you can just focus on taking care of yourself and you can focus on your art and uh, how can you do all those things and focus on Walt and he'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is my out. She just gave me the argument. She gave me something to rationalize because he's a fucking deadbeat dad. <sighs> Charlie, you haven't had to suffer through multiple iterations of this, but this happens. We we've seen this, and it's fucking tiring. <laughs> <laughs> with Michael specifically, or multiple? Yeah, characters? No, specifically yeah, Mike, with Michael. Specifically, yeah. Michael. This this oh, okay. uh, his entire history on the show is just like he's a deadbeat dad against his will, probably. I don't know. Like, but it's just it's it's like trying to f- stick fucking Kramer versus Kramer into this what is supposed to be a lighthearted <laughs> entertainment show. <laughs> Wait, which Kramer is Michael supposed to be? Uh, Meryl Streep. Oh. <laughs> so th- there we go. Th- so then the Seinfeld Kramer is Susan? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. What's uh, <laughs> hatch? Kate gets out. Wow. The, it works exactly the way it's supposed to. She gets thrown into a room. She's tied up, but she gets the knife out. Um, she she cuts herself free in kind of a bonkers way. I feel like she had if she had enough hand dexterity to get the knife out of her drawers, she could have just cut it free but like she puts the blade in between her knees and like saws on it like that right that was weird i feel like she struggled for such a long time just to get her hands from behind her back to the front of her like i feel like that should be the easiest part yeah especially since she's not that tall like yeah unless she's like all leg but again she's like five four whatever she turns (laughs) on the light and she realizes that she's in a pantry full of snacks hell yeah baby love snacks love it um olives Olive oil, <laughs> crackers. No, those olives are explosives, Adam. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Pickles, ranch dressing. Oh, all love Dharma Ranch. It's huge. It's packed. She's she's pretty uh, objective focused here, but she does take time to grab a cheeky little candy bar. Um, An Apollo bar. Yeah. Sn- uh, snacks on one and grabs a couple for the road. In a non-sexual way, I did enjoy watching her eat chocolate. I, I yeah. agree. She does a good job of being like, oh, fuck. Like, listen, I know I gotta go save that bald white guy, but like... Yeah. Fuck a candy bar would just smack right now. Yeah, I, I oh. yeah, I know we're in a in a, a time crunch here, but I got I got a little time. <laughs> we're in a time crunch, but I got a crunch on somebody's potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> that would have been the best part of when she's in the vent. She's also got like a fucking bag of chips in each hand or a bar, and she's like every time she like brings an arm forward, she's taking a bite. Yeah. She's got like a diet coke in the crook of her elbow. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Her hands are a candy bar in one hand, bag of chips in the other, soda, just like she's already got a red vine like in her mouth. Like, I can't even remember the last time I had a Josta. <laughs> What what is the food situation like on the island? Like, do they eat regularly or? Yes, um, they eat regularly, but not a lot. Okay, that's yes. basically what they've been deciding on for the past month and a half is just whatever they can forage, and it it's not much. Uh-huh. It's en- it's enough so that nobody's literally starving, but I'm sure everybody's hungry. <laughs> right, no one's starved to death. Right. Okay. We have not resorted to cannibalism yet. Yet. 
I mean, me personally, I feel like I would have just stayed in the food room and just continued to eat and just said, fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like right. Desmond, Desmond comes back and she's just like in there with chocolate on her <laughs> face and just like, I thought I tied you up. You know what? That doesn't, it, that part's not important. Would you get, would you, did you save any candy bars for me? No. <laughs> it's that scene in, in Muppet Treasure Island when Rizzo gets into all the food and then he can't move because he's got that big, like, distended stomach. Exactly. Oh my God. Anyways. I should rewatch that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Continuous in the hatch still We don't cut away from the hatch yeah. We just cut to Locke talking to Desmond A little bit of exposition here We got, you know, we crash landed on an island There's X yeah. number of us Some of us left in a raft recently While they're talking, the button starts to go off Well, De- Desmond also asks him How many of your group have gotten sick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Locke asked, is that why the door said quarantine? Yeah, the, this uh, potential sickness is uh, forefront in Desmond's mind. Yeah. But yeah, then then this buzzer, buzzer starts to go off. Right around also the same time, we hear Jack shouting down the corridor. Yeah. Locke, Kate, somebody, yeah. don't forget, I, I'm here also. <laughs> I'm the main character. <laughs> but yeah, Desmond has Locke enter the numbers. So this is our first time seeing, you know, in the show, chronologically seeing the numbers. Forced him to do it at gunpoint. Locke is confused and is well within his rights to do so. What happens if I push this button? What's good? Like, you know, but he doesn't because he's at gunpoint. Yeah. Um, Jack makes his way into the computer room after Desmond and Locke. Uh, they go to the telescope or whatever. Kate is in the crawl space. She's yeah. doing her diehard thing. What was that? What was that telescope? I didn't understand how that thing worked. Yeah. In lieu of an internal like camera CCTV sort of situation using these little motorized mirrors and this telescope that somebody in the hatch from a central location can view the various corridors and hallways from this telescope is is what it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, it's odd because the hatch isn't really that big, but... So... I just took an urban rifle course uh, a few days ago. Um... (laughs) And we actually talked about the importance of mirrors and reflective surfaces in sort of your home defense plan, which oh, really? is a thing. However, comma, a mirror to a mirror through a telescope without additional lensing, your field of view would have to be so narrow that you effectively wouldn't be able to see anything past the first mirror. Like, that's gotcha. not how mirrors work. That's gotcha. not how optics work. That makes so, sense. Whatever. I think we've seen in other episodes, it uh, doesn't use the mirrors to, like, shine light down tunnels, too. Like, yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like that's more believable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Jack wanders into the computer room and Kate can see him, but Desmond at this time has started blasting uh, Mama Cass. Yeah. And uh, Jack cannot hear Kate shouting for him. He can't hear her over the sound of her crunching down on some fucking trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> I got all this taffy in my mouth. <laughs> taffy was a bad idea. Um, I feel like the only reason they put Kate in the air vent was so that we could get a long shot of her cleavage for like. I do remember thinking to myself, I was like, "Man, this is this feels so gratuitous." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking awesome. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> Um, this is again we've seen that we saw this in Man of Science Man of Faith uh, they yeah, have this little standoff yep. Jack sees Locke being held at gunpoint by Desmond Desmond fires off a shot to sort of scare everybody we find out here that he almost blasted Kate in the face um, we didn't see that in Man of Science Man of Faith we see it here but then Jack recognizes Desmond you 
They know each other. Oh, yeah. Neat. (laughs) Thank you. My sentiment exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cut to the raft. Sawyer sees an even bigger piece of broken raft, a pontoon. Oh, my God. What's that? It's part of the raft, moron. Like, (laughs) it's been weeks building it together. It's it's honestly the most recognizable part of the raft. The pontoon. Whatever. Uh, I'm going for it. What about the shark? Here's my gun. Blast it if you see it. Good plan. Okay. Again, he just, without asking if he knows how to use a gun. (laughs) Hey, guess what? The shark sees a meal and is going for it. Um. (laughs) And swims behind Sawyer in that really slow way that movie sharks do. But there was the, first there was the shot of it under the water approaching. Did you see the, did you see it? See what? The shark is branded with a large Dharma logo on its tail. Shut the fuck up. You didn't see it? It's no. like so much more obvious than I remember it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I remember back in the day when I was watching the show, the shark, maybe it's maybe it was obvious because I knew to look for it, but the shark goes swimming by and then there's this like, it's almost like the, the graphic can't keep up with the shark. <laughs> it stays on the shark during the shot. But it doesn't oh look like it stays God, on the I'm same spot. I'm looking at it right now. What the fuck? But yeah, the, the shark ha- has been branded with a Dharma logo near its tail. Um, Charlie, did you see that? I did not. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, it's it's very quick. But again, for me, because I was looking for it, I maybe that's why it was easy for me to see um, because I knew it was coming. But yeah, the shark has a Dharma logo branded on its tail. Um, um I hate that. I don't know how else to convey my anger right now. <laughs> the shark, yeah, it's that. It, but yeah, it goes on to the the next shot is the 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 tails, the the fin coming up out of the water and yeah. following Sawyer. Um, so uh, Michael follows Sawyer's advice and starts shooting at the shark, which is uh, three and a half feet away from Sawyer. Sure. Uh, well, the, at first the gun doesn't work, and oh, yeah, Michael yeah. knows enough to tap, rack, bang. Uh, yeah, he yeah. actually gets the gun running again, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. and uh, squeezes off a couple. Uh, we see a spurt of blood, uh, and oh. then the shark and Sawyer disappear. <gasps> is that the end of our Cajun hero? Hey, Michael, why don't you just take this gun and maybe protect me from any sharks? Smoke on me. Make um, a gumbo out of the shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Michael might have shot Sawyer. Um, no, tricked. Bamboozled. <laughs> He's on the pontoon. It's fine. Uh, Harry, you're alive and you're a terrible shot. <laughs> <laughs> They get onto the pontoon. It's just them moving from wreckage to wreckage this episode. Just like this, this was fine, but then it wasn't. We moved too much. We broke it. This one, this, this but there's yeah. hopefully this big piece of wreckage will probably be fine. It's the biggest piece. It's probably the, you know, it was the foundation of the raft. Hypothetically, it might be the sure. most well put together. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense to me. I'm sure. Sure. Uh, cut to a flashback. <laughs> so this is obviously not New York. No. <laughs> I don't know if anybody out there knows it, but those kind of trees, they don't have those in New York. Those are really only in, like, tropical places, namely Honolulu. (laughs) Honolulu and Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, not uh, not New York. Obviously, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, But I guess you make do. I don't know if there's any part of Oahu that looks even remotely like New York, any of the parks in New York. So, you doing doing what you can sure. um susan has brought 
Walt, who, yeah, is just a little guy, just a tyke, um, out to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> it was kind of sweet, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> sort of. Really care. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. Just don't care. Yeah, like at the end of it, it was just like, okay, Michael went along with the out. He took it. Yeah. He, he didn't have to. He did. He made a choice. Sure. Whether or not he's right, he has made a decision based on what he believes is best for Walt. Or at least what he's convincing himself is best right. for Walt. Which is, at the end of the day, something a father would do, I suppose. Or you hope. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, right or, there's no way to know if he's right or wrong, really. Sure. Especially at this juncture. But Yeah. He's got a little stuffed polar bear for him. Ah! Yeah. There's polar bears in in Lost, Charlie. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Well, hearing about it, people talk about polar bears because <laughs> it's a tropical island. Yeah. Yes. Why right. is there a polar bear here? Yeah. Oh, makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, they, they say goodbye. Uh, cut yeah. back to the raft. It's morning. Yep. The, they got in a little bit of sleep. Uh, Michael's crying. Um, he's on the crying yeah. canoe. Yep. He's obviously broken up about the, the memories that he's living through. That's one thing that's always unclear about these flashbacks is if when it, when they're for a centric character, is this person, is this what they're thinking about while the present day shit is happening or are we the audience just seeing it? Sure. Um, so, but he's, you know, regardless, he, you know, he, he lost his son. He wants yeah, to get it back. He's, he's committed. Fucked up. He lost his son, but like. Yeah, he's committed. He's like, I'm getting him back. And, uh. It's probably he'll have a shot at it because it turns out they're drifting back toward the island. Yeah, um, they're not drifting further out to sea. Uh, the current's bringing them back toward home, as Sawyer puts it. That's that was disheartening. We're home. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, but sight for sore eyes. It's better to end up back on the island than literally dying of uh, dehydration out on the water. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually your course being eaten by a shark. Um, oh, also he has a bullet wound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They reach the beach. They're collecting themselves, and then they hear shouting from the jungle. Ah, Michael, Sayo, Michael, Sayo, Jin, Jin. Yeah, it comes out of the tree line, and awesome. It's good to see that Jin's still alive. Um, holy shit, his hands are tied behind his back. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> that's not a great sign. Um, <laughs> did he find the other half of the handcuff? <laughs> He comes running up to the beach and loses his footing. That's what happens when you run on sand. Like I always yeah. like hate it in movies and TV where somebody's running and then they fall down just because it's like amplifies the tension and everything like that. It's hard to run in sand. I buy yeah, it. it <laughs> his hands are tied too. Like that makes sense. He's speaking partially in Korean, partially in Jin English and, words. Or, yeah, Michael and Sir's names. Um, and then he just starts repeating others, others, others. The captions uh, literally say others. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying his fucking best okay yeah. and then he looks off with one last others and the camera turns and this dark shot markedly color colored darker yeah with these four people in shadow approaching them and then smash to black um yeah <sighs> lost adrift yeah, we we know that that is the tailies. One of them very much looks like the silhouette of Mr. Echo, and the other ones look like cavemen and women, yeah. and it's really misrepresentative of who it actually is. Yes, that was actually AAA Adewale, and then there was three extras. Um, yeah. Bernard and Libby had not been cast yet. Sam Anderson uh, and Cynthia Watros, who played uh, uh, Aaron on Titus for three seasons. Uh, <laughs> 
And then Cindy was always like kind of a background person. So like they yeah. went back and got Whatever. Cindy later. Um, but that's it. Adrift. Holy shit. Yeah. Did we like it? Was it good? That's what we try to answer on this show. Charlie, why don't you start us off here? Did you like this? And was it good? No, no. <laughs> correct and correct. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Do you care to elaborate? There were little things that I liked, like again, the Mary scene or like, mm. I don't know, the stuff at the bunker was interesting. Sure. I didn't care about anything on the raft. I really didn't like Sawyer, whose, whose name I don't think was said until... Close like, to the end, right, probably. When yeah, Jen right before the shark happened. Yeah, right oh, after the shark yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like just shot guy. Because they could hear <laughs> yeah, his name. The shot guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I forgot to say earlier, I really hated Kate's pants. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just they're really they're low cut pants, and I just I think they look dumb. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted it, to say that. The you guys remember that phase of oh, like yeah. American culture in which women only wore low cut pants, and I remember when we transitioned out of that phase into like more appropriately waisted pants for women and feminine and presenting people mm-hmm. into like a higher waisted uh, garment and at first i was I, at first i was against it i, I i'm gonna come clean and say like nah man we got to be able to see them hip bones and shit but um <laughs> but I, I but i've changed my mind on it if we ever go back to low-cut pants on on women and, and feminine presenting people i i i might gouge my own eyes out i it's it, I, I would rather see people wearing something that looks comfortable <laughs> Well, and also yeah. it promoted the idea of basically just like don't eat, so that we can yeah. see that, your yeah. fucking that part like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> however, that style was around during my sexual awakening, so I'll always have a small <laughs> right. soft spot for it. Um, <laughs> small hard spot. Hey, <laughs> from a real gross place in the back of my mind, where this episode is also going to live. Um, Adam. Did you like it? Was it good? Eh, I didn't hate it, but basically my critique from Man of Science, Man of Faith stands. You take some of the bullshit out of that and take the stuff from this that's important and you put those two together. This That, that makes a better opening to season two. It just felt it felt a little wheel spinny and a lot of the raft scenes felt repetitive. And um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Yeah. So whatever there's a there's between this episode and the episode prior there's one good episode between these two yeah jp i did not like this episode the holes that it filled in were not needed we're adults mm-hmm. we can figure <laughs> out that desmond got the jump on lock sure all we really need to fill in is like kate in the vents that that could have just been a scene in a different episode we don't learn anything useful about michael we already knew he was a deadbeat dad he's still a deadbeat Mm -hmm. dad Mm -hmm. he's really good at losing his son Uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's about it yeah nothing about this episode entertained me in any way shape or form what about kate's cleavage well of course charlie but (laughs) well and when uh, john locke took his shoes off yeah good foot stuff (laughs) Um, and he had Dorothy. That's always good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the big knife or the little knife? That's the big knife. The, the big knife is Dorothy. Oh, okay. The yeah, little Dorothy. one is apparently Reba. That came out of my mouth earlier in this episode with no prior thought, and now it's lost on and Lost Canon. Yep, yeah, it's canonical, baby. <laughs> Love it. Let's uh, get into some MVPs, shall we? Yeah, yeah, might as well, right? Uh, lost MVP. So even though this was a bit of a stinker of an episode, still somebody had to come in first place. Somebody has to win the gold medal, Charlie. I know this is going to oh, be sh- tough. Shit. Hold on. 
before what? we do that, I had one. I, I did want to mention one thing about oh, yeah. what Perfect. I liked about the episode. The the final shot, the final scene of Michael Sawyer getting to the thing, and then Jin coming out of the woods, and then the final shot of the approaching others. If you watch, if you're watching the show in chronological order, if you're watching it back in 2005, that fucking rules. That sure. last 30 seconds is awesome, and that makes you come back next week. It does not redeem yeah the rest of the episode. <laughs> well, how far down the road is the other 48 as well? Like. Uh, I think they. I think you gotta wait four weeks or so, give or oh, take. So, so we don't know what the fuck happens to. Yep. From here, we go to orientation. Orientation is all hatch explanation stuff. Um, uh, after that is uh, everybody hates Hugo, which is the oh, the lottery story. Uh, and then right after that uh, is Anne found Sun Jin. Or yeah, Sun and Jin, and then part of them falling in love, and then uh, abandoned, which is kind of a whatever episode sure. with Shannon. Um, oh, that's actually that's Shannon's death, and then, yeah, <laughs> and then and then the forty eight days, other okay. forty eight days. So, so that in terms of like we know we're not going to come back to this for a while. Let's leave them hanging on something. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, but again, does not does not redeem the rest of the episode. Anyway, back to MVPs. Uh, I'm gonna go with the lawyer. I liked him. <laughs> Michael's lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, sure. He's the yeah. only the honest lawyer, lawyer who's like, yeah, I'm yeah. a piece of shit. Like, I'm not good yeah. at this, and I can't, my my skill cannot justify paying charging any more than I charge. But you're still here, <laughs> and I'm not gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The actor was in Stargate. That's what I know him from. There you go. Yeah, Stargate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charlie, you're you're a big SG one fan. You did the whole fucking run while we were in college. Yes, I should probably rewatch that. I have a clock over there. That's the gate. That's a lot of fucking Stargate. <laughs> Why didn't you mention at the top that Stephen Williams' brother is Peter Williams, who played Apopsis on Stargate? Apopsis. Do you keep putting an extra P in there? <laughs> no, there's two P's in it. <laughs> Adam, who's your fucking MVP? <laughs> um, Jin, for being the most interesting part of the episode. 25 seconds. Yeah, he comes yeah. running out of the tree line. He's tied up and he's running from some spooky ass people. That's that's dope as hell. Yeah. yeah. Get, get away from those people, Jin. Help the two idiots who spent the entire episode blaming each other for getting stuck on a raft. Sure. Uh, JP. Because I have to give it to somebody, I'm going to give it to Sawyer. He had every right to strangle the life out of Michael or to not let him survive or to just let him go float off on his own. And he's really trying to like, I understand he's yelling at me out of a place of anger. I'm trying to just make the best out of the situation without being a complete cock. So um, not that he did anything particularly good. He just didn't do anything egregiously wrong. So I'll give it to Sawyer. So, uh, and he doesn't have a lot of uh, MVP votes, so I feel like that'll help his stats a little bit. <laughs> sure. Now let's get into what I'm really excited for. Lost Forever is who sucks shit? Who is in last place? Who did we wish would have drowned on the raft? Charlie, start us <laughs> off with your Lost Forever. I really didn't care for Sawyer at all. He just nice. didn't seem like a good actor, and I was kind of surprised that he was in a, a main character on a hit TV show in 2005, because he seemed not good at his job. <laughs> you go to hell. <laughs> uh, nice. Adam. Michael became my number one pick very early during the blaming yeah. scene, and yeah. uh, nobody knocked him off of the thing. So, like, he got less exhausting as the episode went on, but he 
ran ran out to an early lead and nobody overtook him. Sure, Michael. That blaming people when finding the blame will solve no problem. I that, right. that drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. So, uh, JP. Um, I'm also picking Michael for very similar reasons. I mean, this is supposed to be a Michael episode, but nothing that he does or that we learn about him makes me like him or sympathize with him at all. Sure. I'm just like I'm exhausted by this character who just makes a lot of bad decisions so yeah that's that that's that yep wow guys adrift <laughs> this was an episode of television <laughs> um i'm sorry charlie <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I've watched. I've watched lots of bad things in my life. I like hurting myself sometimes with uh, media, not you know sure. actual. I, I mean, at least it was only forty-five <laughs> minutes. It's like one thing if you watch a shitty movie and it's two hours and fifteen minutes long. And part of the reason it sucks is because yeah. it's half an hour longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Dudes, this might actually, for me, this might knock home coming off of the worst Lost episode. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because this is almost so fresh in my mind. Homecoming sucks, but this episode, like, I was hopeful that it would make me feel better about Man of Science, Man of Faith, and all no. it did was make me feel worse about both of them. Like I said, the, the, there's a real pacing and structure issue with the season one finale, the season two premiere, and then this. And then like, this, it yeah. just, there. They're not thinking it out and they're they're just kind of stretching things out and it it's it's really poorly just slapped together. Yeah, certainly seems that way. Charlie, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell us more about uh, about the YouTube channel. Say more. Okay. So I release at least two new videos a week, but it's usually so there's two old videos each week where I, I clump them into threes. So like I'll do like a theme of something. Okay. So like right now I'm doing three Ingrid Bergman films. Right. I've done, I did three Brendan Fraser movies, three iconic 1990 Brendan Fraser films that aren't the mummy. Okay. That was a theme I did one time. Nice. That was a good one. I, I'm doing one that's just the mummy three times. <laughs> Oh, what's your YouTube channel called? So people will oh, okay. we'll link yes. it, but uh, yeah, what is it called? It's just Charlie's Movie Reviews with an S. It's actually stupidly hard to find on YouTube for some reason. Like even though that's the name and I put it in the tags, mm -hmm. it's technically easier to Google it and then put in YouTube at the end of it. Okay. Well, there you go. It's the dumbest thing. You can, it's easier to find now, but it just, it's dumb. Sure. I think my favorite episode might be the one where I did um, three softcore porn movies that were on YouTube. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so I was also able to download them uh, totally legally um, and then cut them into uh, the video so you can see. Well, I censored the nudity um, so I don't get in trouble. Coward. I like, I like how I censored it and it's great. Awesome. Well, we will, we will add a link to your YouTube channel in the episode description here so it's easier for folks to find it. Definitely check it out. And then, Charlie, I need you to send me a link to those three softcore porn movies for research. Yep. Can do. Adam, what was that? Is there is there someone at your door? Uh, kind of sounds like it. Uh, let me go look. Uh, hang on a sec. Sorry, guys. Oh, hey, if that's YouTube, we were just joking about downloading all those pornos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hiya. Oh, hey there, Kim Davister, frequent Lost on Lost guest. Oh, what's up? Uh, we're recording with Charlie. That's why I'm here. Are you at the plug section yet? Uh, yeah, we were just uh, we were just wrapping it up, actually. Perfect. I have a plug that I'd like to do, but I won't be guessing again until like August, and it's kind of time sensitive. Can I just like 
squeeze it in real quick? Uh, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Come on in. Uh, hey, JP, it's Kim. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't YouTube. <laughs> Hi, JP. <laughs> uh, we're just going to throw in a quick, uh, quick second plug here. Plug my ass. Phrasing. Yeah, I know. I heard it as soon as I started saying it. Just, okay, yeah, second plug. Go, hit it. Hi, everyone. It's Kim. Fire Department Coffee is starting two new clubs this month with the goal of giving support directly back to fire departments from all over the place. First, there's the Fire Department Coffee Club, and then there's the Fire Department Shirt Club. Each month, these two clubs will feature a different fire department with a specialty coffee blend and a unique shirt design. Two bucks from each coffee purchase and five bucks from each shirt purchase will go directly to that month's fire department. They're kicking it off here in July 2023 by supporting my department, the Green Bay Metro Fire Department. JP or Adam or someone will put a link somewhere. Not a plug, JP. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. So go check out the link and sign up or whatever. I'm a firefighter and not a cop. That's. That's it. That's the plug. Dope. Hell yeah. I love it. We're going to link that in the show notes along with Charlie's YouTube channel. Uh, since you're here, you want to like hang out or... Can't. Go to play skee-ball. Didn't you just have shoulder surgery? Not on my skee-ball arm. <laughs> Later, nerds. Oh, oh well. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for stopping by. Thanks for oh, stopping by then, oof. I guess. It was so lovely seeing you. We're nerds. Thank you for coming. <laughs> uh... She's a peach, isn't she? Uh, well, uh, there you go. Uh, two plugs. Uh, one, uh, uh, just check the show notes for uh, for links to both the Charlie's movie reviews and the Fire Department Coffee uh, Shirt Club and the Fire Department Coffee 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 Club. Uh, we'll link it. JP, what are we watching next time? Oh man, next time if you want to be lost with us, we're going to be watching season three, episode thirteen, "The Man from Tallahassee," which sounds oh. like a sex move. Sorry, my sweet oh, yeah. baby boy Johnny Locke. <laughs> there is one specific thing in this episode that I very much remember, and I, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> is it? <laughs> In a, in a good TV way or in a good we have a podcast about this TV show way? Uh, both. I, okay. I don't know. There's, it's definitely an awesome lost thing. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah, that's it. For the, uh, everybody, thank you out there for tuning in. Thanks, Charlie, for stopping by. Uh, thank you, JP, for uh, doing the show with yep. me. And uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my